So we're, we're celebrating 21 years of Oasis. If, um, oh, my name's Pete, by the way. Um, I'm part of the leadership team here, um, in case you didn't know who this guy is at the front with this microphone. Um, there are, we've got lots of things planned for this morning, um, but we've got time after this morning to hang out and catch up. So please don't feel like you have to rush off at the end. Um, we're going to stay. We've got food. We're going to have lunch together. Um, we would love as many of you as possible to stay. Um, church is not all about coming and sitting in a room and facing the front and listening to one guy with a microphone talking to you, is it? Church is about family, and it's about engaging with our loving Heavenly Father. And so we want to do that in, in our own style this morning, um, which obviously has to include food at the end of the morning. Um, so uh, that's always a good thing. Um, can I just invite Marsha up here? We, this is, um, we've, we've planned this over the weekend as to what we wanted to share. We're going to invite three couples up in a minute just to share about their experiences. But we just wanted to let you know a bit about what Oasis means for us. Um, I'll let you start. So we um, got married. We celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Actually, no, this week, this week. Um, so straight after we got married, we came here. So we have been here the whole of our married life. But the year before, when we were engaged, we came to visit uh, because we were at church in Brighton and the youth leader there told us about the church plant that had started. So we came to visit and we visited with another couple and... We were welcomed very well. We were made to, not in an unkind way, made to stand up and everyone clapped us and welcomed us, which was amazing. And then that week, um, Joe Burge, are you here? No. But Joe Burge rang us and um, invited us to their home group. And we were just overwhelmed and said, wow, this is such a wonderful place. So we were like, yeah, we're definitely going to go there. And uh, as God set it up, we... Um, we moved into a house which was literally walking distance. So we didn't own a car, which was amazing, but we could walk to kegs from our house. But we were just amazed and we were reflecting on how, um, you know, God has done amazing things in this church. And we love this church for lots of different reasons. But really, we feel like we were reflecting that when we got married, our actual wedding day, we didn't actually have lots of friends there because um, obviously we got married quite young, but we hadn't had... We didn't have really good friends at that point. And we often say that if we got married again, if we, to each other, um, <laughs> just to clarify that, oh, if we had another wedding day, we would have a packed place because we have, in this place, we have developed relationships that are so deep and so amazing. And um, we're just so grateful to God for the relationships we have. And we're so grateful for Chris and Rachel um, I remember saying to Rachel that as a young mum, I said, I know people wear those bracelets on their arm that say, what would Jesus do? But there were a load of us wearing that would have had bracelets. What would Rachel do on our arms? Because as a, as a young mum, you know, having someone to look up to who was just this amazing, amazing mother and and Chris and Rachel, they mothered and fathered us and we wouldn't be who we are today um, without them and then without a look at Joe Horton and <laughs> the love and the care that was poured into us and Phil and Laura and many others and now Pete and Leo we are just so so grateful and we, we just think this is an amazing place and when people say obviously people go and they come back and they say so where are you and we go oh we're at Oasis oh you're still there <laughs> and we say yeah we're still here and we love it because we have we were just so blessed with amazing amazing people I went a bit off there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm a bit stunned. Um, no, 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 it's fine. And I think it's very easy to get consumed with the structure of church as being what it's all about. Um, but for me, that's the last thing. If I'm honest, I see leadership as actually investing in each other, accelerating each other, and believing and blowing on everyone's dreams. And that's exactly what we're about. And actually, the reason we've got so many good friendships is because we've done life together. And it hasn't stopped. You may not have seen each, many of us for five, ten years, but you pick up. So I've bounced up to me this morning. And you pick up where you left off. And um, even with Chrissy V, I'll let him share what he's doing now. But at the moment, for the last year, we've been dreaming about what it looks like to steward 
the kingdom's resources that I have access to and he has access to for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So he hasn't disappeared from, from my life and I'm sure many of yours. So I think um, if God's talking to you at the moment in terms of emotionally around what you're connect, feeling, what you're around people that have been involved in your lives, just listen to what he's got to say. And yesterday I felt God, if you're sitting there feeling like, actually, Neil, that's great, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like I actually have vision for my life. I don't feel like what, um, I'm hearing what God wants to say for my life. And I don't feel like I can celebrate, okay? It's good to celebrate. In Jeremiah, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that's something for Marsh and I that we've stuck to for many, many years and have just known deep in our hearts as that is what is propelling us forward at a rate of knots that we hope is getting faster and faster just as we benefit from those around us that are pouring their lives into us. Is it okay? We c- I could go on for hours because there's so much good stuff going on, but I'm not going to. So thank you, darling. Well done. Um, Could I ask for Chris and Rach, Tony and Karen, and Phil and Laura to come up? Please. So we thought it would be fun to bring these guys up um, for a number of reasons, and let's go off script, but it'd be great to hear if they're feeling anything that God is saying to them this morning, uh, for us, for individuals, but also I'd love to hear about any dreams or any, anything you felt that God had for Oasis back years that you've seen come to fruition or actually you're waiting for to see come about. Is that okay? And I'm happy to start wherever. <laughs> now, I, d- I don't want to put it in someone's hands, but if someone's feeling it, yes. Wow, this is amazing. This is a family reunion. It really feels that, doesn't it? Such a sweetness. Where's Joe, as in Joe who led worship? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for taking us up the mountain. We were going to go whether we liked it or not with you this morning <laughs> thank you and neil on his trumpet thank you neil thanks for bringing the glory um well, it's lovely to be here we were just reminiscing on the early days really because i was pregnant with our first child anna when oasis was born so um I remember we were looking at what the one word in the box was going to be. Some of you might remember. We were saying, okay, if there's one word that would describe us as a church family, what would it be? And I remember Jo Burge, her name's coming up again today. She, she was so relieved when the word in the box... Who can remember the word in the box? It was family. And she was so relieved because she said she was worried it was going to be something like army... And actually, family just encapsulates Father Heart. And I was reflecting on how you can't just make a family instantly. A family has to grow. And I think we're such a prophetic statement of that today, that we've come from all different places and we've been doing all sorts of things. But the flavor that's here, and I think what we're hosting here this morning, is Heavenly Family. And Isaiah 61, for lots of us, was so important as well. And I think those two things aren't mutually exclusive because I think Isaiah 61, being a family that loves the poor, being a family that become oaks of righteousness as we mother and father, as we're 
sons and daughters, knowing what it is to be loved by daddy, but as we're bringing others on um, as spiritual sons and daughters, that's so much encapsulated in the heart of Isaiah 61. So I would say what I love and what I is so tangible coming back today is that sense of family where we can belong but also Isaiah 61 that we're to be oaks of righteousness and that we're to love the poor yeah following on from that I feel like there's a lot of young people in this room under 21 that either were born in this church or have, you know, done most of their growing up in this church. But I feel that for me as well, that I came here 1999 as Phil's girlfriend. <laughs> um, and I've really grown up in Oasis. So my very first job, Chris, my first boss. <laughs> um, my, our wedding was very much an Oasis wedding. Um, uh, you sent us to China twice. <laughs> um, babies and um, adoption and just all my growing up really this is my family my parents my brothers and sisters um, yeah and you guys that are growing up here it's a great place to grow up yeah there you go Woo! oh i've got the mic yeah. <laughs> um uh i don't know where to start really um Two words came to my mind in terms of um, what I always wanted for Oasis and um, I've seen a lot of. One of them is Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, and that's not a word, that's a person. <laughs> um, and it's two words. I, okay, all right. <laughs> my goodness, give me a hard time this morning. Um, I love feedback, yeah. Let's make this, let me, let's make this interactive, shall we? Um, so um, we, um, I, we, I always wanted to have more of the personal Holy Spirit, um, just ministering and just being here and just honoring the Holy Spirit. And we, when we um, came back most recently, a couple of months ago, and we were house-sitting for um, someone uh, for three weeks, and we got the chance to just come regularly to Oasis for the first time in probably five years. And uh, just the sense of the tangible presence of God hadn't just remained but had got stronger. Um, the passion for uh, the kingdom of God in, in all its different manifestations, the, the passion for healing and for outbreak of the supernatural and training in that and releasing in that was like, was more than I, I think I'd ever seen. Uh, and so I was, I was just like, wow, that's amazing. That's not just that, you know, we didn't just, we didn't just let that remain. We just, you just took it and took it forward, you know? So, you know, just awesome. Um, during that time, also, we, we were not sure what we were going to do. Where, are we going to stay in Bedford? Are we going to, you know, we, we, we're kind of finding our journey, finding our steps. And in that, in that time, those few weeks we had at Oasis a couple of months back, um, I, I just fell in love with Oasis Church again. And I remember one particular meeting just going, oh, this is amazing. This family, this house is incredible. And... Um, and I felt God say, um, that, that's, Phil, that's partly because it's got your DNA in it. <laughs> and, and I was thinking about that now, and I'm thinking, that's not just me. Like, any one of you who, some of, some of you have been in Oasis for a season and then gone to other things. Some of you have, have given into Oasis from afar and never actually even been part of it. Um, but, and some of us are still part of Oasis. But whatever, you've, whatever your engagement, you've all, part of your DNA is in this place. And that's what makes it amazing. That's what makes it special, <laughs> which is just such an encouragement. I think it really encouraged me. So I, I love Oasis Church. That's, that's why we're here again. That's why we're settling here again, because we just were, were won over and fun in love again and just really love you guys. And I really love these, uh, this couple here, Pete and Leo, their leadership, um, how they've taken things on. It's just, just incredible. Um, so it's a real joy to be back. Um, uh, um, very quickly, the second word was mission. And um, uh, you know I've got a passion for world mission. Uh, we've kind of lived that. So you've sent us twice. And I, I'm so deeply grateful <laughs> for the way you sent us and released us. And that, that cost um, uh, in many ways, you know, because transition and change always costs. 
Um, but you, you've done it, and you've done it again. I know you'll do it in the future. Um, and I, I remember being in Beijing. Uh, is a city of 20 million, and uh, just the expat population is over over half a million. And um, I remember sitting there in Beijing, going, "I'm I'm Oasis Church." Yeah, I, I don't know if you get that, but you you were in Beijing for five years. <laughs> and you know uh, rescuing kids and preaching the gospel and encouraging the church both underground and expat doing some incredible things that, that was you guys because we're part of you so you've done it you've, you've you know big pat on the back guys <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us for me and Karen um, many of you may not know us but we um, arrived uh, in Chelmsford in, I think, 1997. Although you may be 21 years today, our journey to Oasis took uh, quite some time. We were living in Sidcup, and we commuted from Sidcup to Chelmsford, even to small group on Wednesdays. Hey, wow. Remember, <laughs> um, over the course of a year, it took us to get here. But coming back... It really is like coming home, coming home. Um, It was our privilege to share life for so many years and so many faces um, that I know that we've shared laughter and tears and fun and joy with. It's such a privilege today to be back with you. Thank you for making us welcome. I remember um, all the things that we were involved in, but one thing, you may not know what you've got actually here. It's not all that common out there. It's not. not. It really isn't. And one of the things I know that we went through, I I personally went through and have taken with me is healing prayer. Anyone been through healing prayer? I have. We we have, both. And the the principles that we learned um, through... The hard work of people like Rachel Spring and Paul Tufnell. Remember the debates we had about tripartite and bipartite all those years ago. Um, the principles that we learned are not all that common out there. And we still use them in people that we meet with today and that we deal with today. It's so precious, the things that God drove deep into our hearts in those days. We were singing earlier on about um, love so amazing, so divine. And uh, I've been thinking about that recently. And uh, if I wanted to encourage you for the future, how would I do that? Because that's the past. And we've been bringing some of that and celebrating that and rejoicing in that. But what about the future? So I've been thinking about the, the kind of love that we have been loved with. Because that's how them out there will know that we are his disciples, that we love one another. And um, the kind of love that we've been loved with is, uh, while we were yet dead in our transgressions, Jesus died for us. So for me, there's a, a word before, before we were even acceptable to God. It's when we put our faith in him, then we become acceptable, don't we? Before that, we can't even approach him because of sin. That's the kind of love that we've been loved with before we're even acceptable, before I became part of a small group, before I was even born, before I was interested in him. He went before me and loved me. And I would encourage you, as we've been talking about mission and loving the lost, set yourselves up for loving the lost before they come in. Set yourselves up for... Uh, loving that goes before, before um, reconciliation needs to happen, reach out, be reconciled. Before um, someone loves you, reach out, love, because that's the kind of love with which we have been loved. That we love one another as he has loved us, and that shows how much we are his disciples. So it's great to be with you. It really is like um, swimming back into a warm bath uh, of love. Um, the love here is amazing. Um, thank you for uh, inviting us, guys. It's, the other thing I wanted to say was one of the things that I remember 
most fondly is team and being in team with brothers and those are some of the strongest and the fondest memories I have and it's not just eldership team although that was such a privilege to be part of um, it's the team that does things together worship band what fun that was um, playing gigs together what fun that was um, life groups leaders meetings um, just having meals at the table whenever we do um, we we built such deep strong memorable life-changing friendships and it was my privilege to have your love in those days and still is so thank you oasis church Wow, it's great to be here, isn't it? Um, I, I laughed when uh, somebody sent me an email and said, we've got five minutes each. <laughs> I thought that would be a miracle. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, nothing's changed. Um, uh, oh, the trouble is, it, uh, just being back here, hearing stories, meeting people, it, it does, it stirs the pot, and there's so much, isn't there? So much that... To be celebrated. God is a celebratory being, isn't he? His very nature and fiber. He cannot help but celebrate all that he's made, all that he sees, and all that he embraces and cherishes. So his heart is is overflowing this morning. It was interesting, uh, Mark, my apologies for getting my photos to you so late, but it was just a really interesting process looking over photographs. And one of the things that happened as you do that is that you look at all the things that you're so happy about, all the things that are so exciting, all the things that you're so proud of. But at the same time, you look back and you go, oh, that was painful. That was difficult. Well, where's that person now? Oh, that was a mess. And I'm not just talking about my own family, but, you know, just life in general. And... And at times of celebration, I think it's just really important that we go, let's be honest as well, wonderful things to just uh, shout and scream and yell at God with huge sort of love in our hearts and gratitude. But at the same time, God, that, that was tough. That, that cost. That wasn't easy. And, and yet, do you know what? I, I, um, I think the thing that for me, if I had to choose one thing, uh, one thing that I remember so strongly about the very roots and origins of this family was the, the words of God being spoken so clearly and so prophetically that gave birth to who we are. Um, I, I remember a season where Rachel and I actively asked God for dreams in the night where we would hear the voice of God speaking to us. And we went through a season where, like uh, never before, um, I'm, I'm glad to say we've had lots of it since, but like never before, God would wake us up literally in the night with dreams. I remember one evening um, we were having a dream together where in each other's dreams we were answering each other's questions. And as a result of answering each other's questions in our sleep, we woke each other up and realized we'd been having a prophetic conversation. And it was all about vision and how God had spoken words about taking the reins and leading Oasis Church and casting vision because he's put it in our hearts. And, and it's the word of God that holds us when you then go through the adventure of the peaks and the troughs, isn't it? And it's looking back at the word of God that has been spoken that will not return to him empty and cannot be shaken and found empty and, and wanting. It's that word of God that holds us through the thick and the thin, through, through the great times and the times where we bleed and where, where we go, oh, is this worth it? And um, adventure, based on the Word of God, where he speaks, kneels. You know, if if you, you are sitting there going, well, I've, I've not had dreams in the night, and uh, where are the prophetic promises for me? Well, look in the passages of the Bible. You know, mature Christians start with the pages of Scripture, and then they progress from there. Um, and so if, if you're in doubt about that this morning, God has got adventures for you. So, Rachel and I, three years ago, we thought that the next stage of adventure was coming back to the UK and leading churches again. Um, that's not quite how it's worked out. And at the moment, um, Rachel is uh, a self-employed uh, estate agent. Felt God speak about um, bringing the kingdom of heaven to a sphere that wasn't the church, but is the business realm. And at the moment, I'm a self-employed financial advisor uh, wealth manager, call me what you like. 
Um, uh, and I, I, three years ago, if you'd said to me, God's adventure, his words will take you to this place, I'd have gone, no, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, but I, I feel like God's spoken to me about carrying everything that, that we've learned together, everything that we learned together, now into the realm of business, not just into the realm of church. And I feel like the promise of God over me right now is he's going to open doors of influence to people who would never walk through those doors over there, but the kingdom still needs to impact and influence. And as a result, I'm going to get corridors of doors opened for me as a result of, of what I carry and of the way that I bring kingdom. And so, you know, um, are our best days behind us or ahead of us? ahead of us because the word of God does not return to him empty his word over all of us is that we are his workmanship and we are a a display of his splendor and of his grandeur the promises sown into our hearts when he spoke words to the the dust and our bodies and our spirits came to being um, those promises are not going to return to him empty and therefore uh, the answer is our best days are definitely ahead as long as we stay connected to family stay connected to Holy Spirit, follow Holy Spirit as he leads us. Who knows where the next 21 years may lead us? Who knows who may be sitting here and where empty seats will reveal that actually that's because others have gone off and are doing other things. So um, I've probably overspoken five minutes, haven't I? There you go. Um, There you go. I thought I didn't have anything to say this morning. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Well done. Hey guys, we just wanted to say congratulations. Happy birthday. We are so excited to um, hear what's happening on this day with you guys. Um, and excited to hear what comes after this point. It's an incredible uh, thing to reach a milestone like this in terms of church life, and we think your best days are ahead of you. That's right. This is a season in which Oasis is going to begin to thrive on a whole new level. We wish we could be there. We value the friendships we have at Oasis, not just with leadership, but with many of you as congregants, and we think God's going to really... Um, just cause you to shine in uh, Chelmsford and in that region as you serve God's purposes uh, in this next season. So well done, happy birthday, and lots of love from Durban, South Africa. It's great. Um, Ruth Lev, are you, are you um, got your breath back? <laughs> Wonderful. I still got a bit of steel my shoelace. <coughs> Stuck in the back of my phone. Um, it's so great to be here. Um, I, Paul and I have been part of Oasis since we got married, which was in 99. So that's a good part of my life and obviously all of our married life. And we do feel really privileged to have been part of such an amazing family. Um, I think for us, when... When we came, this kind of church was something completely different, Um, but that we really enjoyed and embraced and felt was kind of resonated with us. And um, to be honest, a lot of the things I wrote down that I wanted to share have already been shared, so I won't go into things in too much detail. But um, I I love the sense around here of a kind of our heart for the poor and the Isaiah 61 passage that Rachel mentioned at the beginning um, and how we have been able to see the outworking of that over the last 21 years. There's lots of different ways. And these are the ones that I could think of. Um, we used to do prison, me- uh, prison ministry. We put on a banquet for the homeless people at Christmas and Christmas Day one year. Um, as has already been mentioned, G-Zone and the visiting that went alongside G-Zone. So we used to visit the children in their home context in the week leading up to the club um, every other week and, and through Food Bank. And I know there's probably many other things that went on that I've forgotten there. Um, but what I, I felt like I wanted to just remind us of is 
um, in the Old Testament somewhere. Obed, when e- Obed-Edom looks after the Ark of the Covenant, I like to think of this as like his house and on the drive, he's looking after the Ark of the Covenant. And that kind of symbolized, that was the presence of God um, in those days. Because that Ark of the Covenant was on his drive, his whole household was blessed. And um, I just feel, as us as a church, because we exist here in Chelmsford, all of Chelmsford is blessed. And um, that's just amazing. And I've been privileged to be part of that and to see that outworking um, through my involvement with G-Zone and Food Bank. And um, I just, you don't know what I've been reminded of over the last few weeks is you do not know what is going on underneath the surface. You do not know what God is doing, but what you do know is that he's in charge and he's bringing people together. And I've had a couple of instances where I've just been like, that's incredible. How did you do that? God, you brought that person there. And and he is doing stuff, even though at times you may feel like, oh, what, what an impact are we making? And you think, guys, the number of people that will have heard the gospel through G-Zone. The number of people that come into food bank centres, we fed over 3,000 people last year, um, they encounter the presence of God every time they come into our centres. And it's always, always commented on the atmosphere in those centres. And um, it, it blows me away. You know, God wants to use us, and he has put this DNA in us of Isaiah 61. And I, if you think of as I say, 21 years, the number of people that will have been impacted. So one of the things that I was reminded of as well, which just um, come to my head, was we have these cards, which you guys may have seen as well, that say you are loved, accepted, valued, significant, maybe not in that order, but something like that. They look really nice artwork that Simon did for us. And we've got them as a church, and we use them to advertise things that we're doing. But we also have them on our tables at Food Bank. And every time we pray for somebody um, or even if we don't we always offer them one of these cards to take home with them and when you think the number of people that will have those in their houses and then the number of people that are going to come into their houses and read them one of the clients I spoke to recently has had it made into a piece of artwork on her wall because um, she loved it so much and um, yeah, so it, it's about influence, isn't it? And I feel like it, it's extending um, for us. And I um, have not said very much of what's written here. Um, but the, the Chris mentioned the word, our word never comes, God's word never comes back to him empty. I was just reminded of that as well, the number of years of um, speaking God's word into people's lives. And then um, finally, I know that my kind of two experiences of of this kind of came together a couple of weeks ago um, when one of the girls that came to G-Zone years ago came into a food bank centre at um, 21 now. And um, she recognised me first. She was very nervous coming into a food bank centre and she was overwhelmed that God had put me there um, as someone that she knew and remembered and it wasn't just that. I mean, we had a very tearful morning together. Um, she had had a, such a difficult life as a child. And she said to me, I just remember feeling loved, feeling able to be a child, feeling able to enjoy myself at G-Zone. And um, it was just like, oh, God, you're so good. You don't realize the impact that you've had. Um, and then again, the other week, when I told this testimony last week about the the guy who had experienced healing at one of our food bank centres recently. And basically, it hadn't happened straight away. I'd prayed for somebody, and he said, oh, nothing changes. No, nothing has changed um, with his shoulder. But two days later, he'd woke up, woken up, and he'd noticed the pain and the stiffness had gone, and he'd got increased mobility. Um, and he'd come back to the centre to tell me this is what happened. And then um, when I told my children <laughs> about that, Rosie said, well... Mummy, you don't know how many people you've prayed for over the years. And, you know, they haven't always come back and told you about it. Um, and I was just really encouraged out of the mouth of children, isn't it? Um, but uh, our prayers are powerful and effective. Thank you, 
we are going to, as I say, we're going to draw things to a head in a minute, but I, I wanted just to say a couple of things. Is that all right? Can you, can, I, will, I will keep it brief, but I, I want to share a couple of things because um, we've, we've been, this church has been in existence for 21 years. Um, 21 years ago, there was a small group of people who would have gathered together with some dreams about what this thing could turn into. And we have got no idea actually what has happened in full we've you know each of the different leaders that have been involved where you've invested you've spent yourselves done so many hours and hours with people um all of that different kind of stuff and we have no hello thank you um we don't know the impact like ruth was saying earlier on we don't know how many people's lives have been transformed just because of the time and the investment that we put in and i just wanted to say to all of the leaders that are in this place thank you um, everyone who's ever invested in leadership, whether you've empl- been employed by the church or not, I just want to say thank you. It was entirely worth it. Yes. You need to know it was worth it. Um, this church still stands because of the input that you guys have had. And actually, you know what? It's not just about the leaders. It's about everyone who's ever been a part of this church. People right back from the beginning. You know, there's folk that are here, um, Ian and Marjorie, um, Matt and Joe Burge, Neil and Paula. You guys were around right at the beginning um, in the early days with the leaders as well. And um, this church is here because of the time and the hours and the investment that you've put in. Um, I also wanted to say, actually, you know what? This is not just about 21 years. There is a whole load of folk who you've been in and around churches for a lot longer than that. And you actually invested in um, King's Church in Brentwood before that. Um, You've been involved in um, other churches in the last 21 years. And the reality is we are all on a journey together of seeing Jesus' bride come to be all that he wants her to be. He's building his church, isn't he? That we know, but we get to, he invites us to be a part of that and uh, to play the parts that we have. So... I just want to say thank you to everybody. You're here because in some way you've been connected with us. Um, you love us. Um, you've sown into this place. And we're just really, really grateful. Um, for those of us who are in Oasis now, I want us to, um, to stand for some stuff this morning as we go forward. Because we've been thinking a bit about the past, but we are going forwards, aren't we? And we are so grateful for the past and we want to honour that and all the folk that have built into us. But we are going forwards. Um, as Julian said, and I think Chris has said, I believe that our best years are to come. Our best days are to come. So there's some things that I just want us to stand for. And if you're not part of this church, uh, and you'd like to be, you're very welcome to join us. Um, if you're not part of this church and you're committed somewhere else, involved in other things, I just want to say to you, you could stand for these three things as well. And uh, I think way back when this church started, there were three things that I think marked this church out. Yes, family was probably the word in the box, but I think there were three things that this church would have gone for um, and has continued to go for. I think the first one I would want to say is the presence of God. Um, We are a worshipping people individually and when we get together. Um, It's interesting, we looked at those pictures earlier on. There was a picture that came up of um, Chris and the church um, in that newspaper article and, uh, you know, worshipping back then, being known for worshipping back then. Um, Six years ago, we made the papers again when we took on the waterfront building and the picture that was in the paper was us worshipping together as a group of people. Um, Last weekend, we celebrated Chris's new album um, where we got together and we worshipped again. Um, We love to worship Jesus and his presence is so, so important. It's got to be central. Um, And it's about us experiencing the Father's love, isn't it? That's what worship is all about. Worship, you know, it says in John, do you remember that bit in John's gospel? I'm preaching now. Do you remember in John's gospel when Jesus met with the woman at the well? Do you remember that? And they get talking about worship. And there's a moment where um, Jesus says to her, you know what? The time is, is yet to come and it is now come when we will gather together, when people will gather together and they will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And I think for years we just got hung up on what does spirit and truth mean? And it really just means this and this. <laughs> um, fueled by what scripture says, but it's really talking about our heart response, our spirit connecting with his spirit, that deep calls to deep thing that happens. And that is our worship. But you know what? It's about the Father. 
we get to worship the Father. That's what Jesus was talking about. And he included himself in the statement, if you reread it. So the presence of God is so central to us, and it's got to be going forwards. It has sustained us all these years because we're a worshipping people first. And it's got to be that going forward. It's got to be about his presence. And not just about singing songs, great as they might be, um, the new ones and the old ones that we experienced this morning. But actually, it's about our connection with the Father. And if church becomes anything other for us than time with our Father, then we've lost it. So I want to draw us back again to this is about our connection with the Father. Okay, I can feel you're with me. You like this, yeah? This is good stuff. Um, Can I pick up one other one quickly? Um, It's got to be about relationship with people. When I looked at those photographs that were shown earlier on, I just saw a lot of people in relationship with one another, laughing, joking, having fun. This morning has been as rich and as warm as it has been because of our relationships. And if you're in and around Oasis now, you'll know that like probably every single church under the sun, we have challenges in that area. We have challenges with how we work out bringing together a group of people who are at different ages and different stages in life with different demands going on. We've got to stand for relationship. It's so important. It's so precious. Um, And the thing is that Jesus actually has prayed that this is going to happen. And so when Jesus prays that unity is going to come about, you, you might as well give up on avoiding each other because it's going to come about. Um, I've got it written down somewhere. Here we go. I do not ask on behalf of these alone. This is in John's gospel. Um, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. We have got the most awesome opportunity to carry on doing what we've been doing for years in this, in this town and in this region. Um, I know that Jesus loves to do more with these kind of gatherings than we ever imagine um, will happen. And I just felt like there might even be one or two of you here who you know that you've got to put stuff right with other people. Because this is about unity. And I just want to encourage you over a sandwich or a glass of juice or whatever we've got over there, I just want to encourage you, just come alongside people and give someone a hug that maybe you haven't given a hug for a long time. Maybe there is stuff between you. I don't know. But I just want to say, look, let's be part of this. Let's be part of what Jesus has called us into, which is that we come in unity. Because you know what? This, this morning, this is a prophetic thing. This is propelling us forward into our destiny, into the future. Us gathering together, standing in unity, as we are doing this morning, to declare these things over our church is going to propel us forward for years to come. Do you believe that? Okay. Um, Let's have the last one. Um, Oasis is about experiencing more more of the Father's love and of his power who thinks that they know enough who thinks they've experienced enough of God's love who doesn't want to have any more thank you who doesn't want to have any more encouragement any more blessing no of course not do you know we get to go for the more This verse that I just read from John's Gospel is about so the world will see. Who would love there not to be a building big enough in our city to hold the people when we get together to do a 30th anniversary? Why don't we start living for that? I mean, this is great, isn't it? And I'm so chuffed that there are so many more, you know, there's many, many more times the number of people than are in here who have been part of the church who are off doing other things and who aren't here this morning. And that's absolutely great. And that's absolutely fine. But I want us to go for more. And we as a church, we get to live in, the, in that kind of weird tension of being totally and utterly satisfied in what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Because it's interesting that we sang a song earlier on about coming up the mountain. Except I wonder how many of us, our theology has moved on in the last 20-odd years, where we realize, actually, we've been born again with Jesus. We are now fused with him together, hand in hand with him, always at the top of the mountain. Do you know you don't ever need to live at the bottom of the mountain? In fact, to live at the bottom of the mountain is kind of a lie, because Jesus is on the top of the mountain, and you're hand in hand with him forever because of the cross. Isn't that incredible? So that's where we live now. I've got off my point. Um, so I really have got off my point 
We want to live satisfied in him with what he's already done on the cross, but also so hungry for more. Who's got any issues that they need breakthrough in in their life right now? Whether it's for healing, for financial breakthrough, um, provision, anything like that. So you need more. And Jesus has already promised to give us faith to see those things manifest in our lives. Agreed? So we get to live in this place of already being satisfied in him and what he's achieved and what he's brought us into, but also so hungry for more. So hungry for more for ourselves, for our loved ones, and for the world out there. So that's what I want us to stand for. Does that sound good? You know, I, I talked about this. Hold on. I, I, I just Go on, John. Okay. You haven't named that I think should have a big applause. His oh. name's Pete Bug Bardwell. Oh. Thank you, John. One of the reasons why I want us to stand for this stuff is because we, as I've, I've talked about this the last couple of weeks, if you've been in and around, we have to live in a place of being um, totally and totally amazed in who God is, but also with the stuff where we haven't yet seen the breakthrough. And this is the challenge for us going forward. You know, we, our language might have moved on a little bit. We might understand a few more things nowadays. We've still got to live for these things. But it gets harder. <laughs> but also, it's really rewarding when the breakthroughs happen. You know, as you get older and you live through some stuff, there's, there's more stuff that you just don't necessarily have answers for straight away. And so the temptation to stop believing in the goodness of God is all the more present. And the enemy wants to lob that one in again and again and again. Are you sure? Are you sure you can trust him? And so I wanted to invite us this morning to say we trust him. And we're going to stand for the next 21 years and on and on and on. Okay? Can you stand? If you agree with me, let's stand. And I'd like us to link hands if we can. I want us to be in a big group. Because I don't want anyone left out of this. Tanya will hold hands with you while you cut scissors, okay? All right. <laughs> um, and I just want to, I'm just going to pray and I just want you to just amen what I'm saying, okay? That's all we're going to do. Um, Father God, we want to thank you for 21 years of Oasis life. But Father, we want to thank you that more than that, you have been faithful to us since the foundation of the world. And Father, we thank you that you've called us for such a time as this. So Father, we want to commit ourselves again. We want to commit ourselves again to being a church that is marked out by your presence. Father, you take center stage in the life of this church. We honor you above everyone else. We honor you, King Jesus for the price that you paid to make all of this possible. We honor you right now. We say you deserve all the glory and all the honor. And we put ourselves forward as a worshiping people. We walk forward. We step into our future as a worshiping people, both individually in our everyday lives and corporately when we gather. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we, we want to celebrate people. Lord, we, we love the fact that we, we do that already. We love the fact that we have a track record of doing that. We thank you that this morning is a celebration of that. But Lord, we want to do more of that. So Father, we thank you that we are committed to, to creating a culture of love and honor in this house, in this church. 
where every single person is celebrated for who they are in you. And Lord, where we get to demonstrate that to a world that don't know you, where we get to celebrate other people, where we get to honour people who don't necessarily even know you or even believe a single good thing about themselves, we thank you that we get to um, celebrate people. We get to love the poor. We get to love people who don't know you yet. And we commit ourselves again as a church to be a people that are marked out for doing exactly that. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we are hungry for the more. We couldn't be satisfied, more satisfied with what you did at the cross, what you've done in drawing us into your family, taking away all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our condemnation. But Lord, we know that there is more. We know that you bought and paid for our sickness as well as our healing and our, uh, as well as our sin. So we know that there is more healing available to us in this life. While we walk on this earth like this, we know there's more. We know you're pouring out more. We are so grateful for the miracles that we have seen. We're so grateful for the breakthroughs that we have seen. But Lord, we're so hungry for more. So Father, we want to position ourselves as a group of people for that, for the more. We want to be the best conduits of seeing your kingdom come on the earth that we could possibly be. Lord, anything that is in the way of that, any pride, any um, disappointment, any lack of faith, anything that's in the way that would stop you from using us, Lord, to, to be um, uh, poured out in our nation. Lord, we, we want to um, step away from that stuff. We want to leave it in the past and we want to walk forward into all that you have for us. So, Lord, we, we, uh, we commit ourselves again to be a hungry people hungry for all that you want to do in our day, in this nation and in the nations. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay. Now, just before we go and break, that is, that is worth a clap, isn't it, actually? Go on. I'm just going to finish with this. We, um, we've been talking for the last year or so about a, um, a potential um, building opportunity with the United Reformed Church. Who is, who's heard any of this story? Um, we, were approached, we were approached about um, a year or so ago with some, uh, a couple from uh, North Avenue United Reformed Church, which is in Melbourne. And uh, they felt that they'd heard a picture, had a picture from God of, um, a, of a plant growing in the middle of the building, growing up out of the center of this building and overwhelming the building and breaking out through the windows, through the walls, through the doors and impacting um, that area and beyond. And when they said to God, how's this going to happen? God said to them, through Oasis. And uh, so we've been working out with them what that means ever since. And uh, what's been interesting is what they came to us with was really a suggestion or an offer, an invitation to build with them with a view to potentially um, taking on that building. Um, Through the the year that we've been chatting, what has um, really, I guess, come to their own realization and actually to ours and to mine is that they're not dead. And um, they are, they're a very small group of people, um, but they are still very much alive. Um, and so actually for them just to walk away from this thing doesn't feel right either. And yet they actually don't want to carry on alone in the way that they are and actually can't carry on alone. And I think for me this has been quite a big deal to get my head around. Um, what is it to have a vision not just for ourselves as a church to have a building... But what does it look like to see the kingdom come across Chelmsford, which has to include other churches? And it has to include churches that other people would look at and say, there's not much life there. And so I want to invite us as a church to have a heart for not just for our own church family, but, and not just for our city, but actually for the other churches in our city. And I feel that there's something really amazing that God is doing in our country right now around this whole area. Andy Merrick um, phoned me up this week and he was telling me about a situation with them in Glasgow where they're starting to, um, out of nowhere, they've started to build a relationship with um, uh, a Church of Scotland church who have a building that they are underusing. Um, and there's an invitation there that they're looking at with that. Um, and it's, it, these sorts of stories are starting to happen because Jesus prayed that we would be one.
And we are seeing um, a massive shift going on in the body of Christ, um, which is crossing denominational lines. And God is inviting us to be a part of it. And uh, so what we're looking at doing is we're, gonna, we're looking to share this building with them. Um, they, are, they are already meeting in the afternoons rather than the mornings, um, so that's going to make it easier. We're going to refurbish the building because those of us that have been there, it could do with um, a lick of paint or two. Um, and so we're, we're looking to do that. There is money, amazingly, that is available both from um, a community fund, uh, from the council, and also within the URC church. Uh, and I'll, I haven't checked this through with our trustees, but I think we're going to put some money into that as well. Matt Burge is nodding his head. It's absolutely fine. Um, because we want to invest. We want to invest. What would it look like if the Spirit of God fell in that area in a completely new way, where not only did we experience a revival or a reformation, but actually so did other churches. And so we, we want to just be a part of that. There's been um, prophetic words that have just fitted in. That original word that I shared with you, um, you remember at the Eastgate weekend that we had, there was um, Karen Wellspring who was um, leading that team from Eastgate. She brought a word and she had a picture for us and her surname is Wellspring, which was utterly appropriate because what she felt was that there was a well to be unblocked in that area and that actually there was a, um, for us as a church, there was going to be a breaking forth like a living spring water thing that shoots out of the ground you know like the geezer analogy she referred to it you know like the Icelandic geezers that you see it's that kind of thing of this power breaking out um, and uh, so that just fitted in the same sort of picture really equally I had another lady give me a prophetic word a little while ago she, I was in a coffee queue um, at a global legacy meeting the other week and, I, and she said where are you from and I said Chelmsford and she suddenly went like that and stepped back and she said as soon as you said Chelmsford I saw uh, like an explosion go off she said I saw it you know like she said when you see a picture of a bomb that's gone off when you see it a long way off and there's like a, 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 a something that comes from the ground and it comes up and then there's a, this kind of cloud above and she said the thing that God wants to do is going to be visible to loads and loads of people and, but it was this same shape, and she was making this same gesture with her arms. Um, and so I was linking these kind of pictures together. And then we were chatting with another couple recently, Leo and I, and uh, I was just trying to unpack this, this kind of situation a little bit. And this guy suddenly said, Genesis 32. And um, there's this word in Genesis 32, which is kind of odd, which is mahanaim. Now, I might not be pronouncing it right, but there's this moment where Jacob is um, uh, on this journey with these guys, and they arrive at this place, and when they get there, they make camp, but they realize that actually the angels of God have also made camp in the same place. And so what it says is that he named the place Mahanaim, which means two camps or two companies. And this guy said to me, look, don't read too much into it other than, I feel like God is saying, it's okay for there to be two camps. It's okay for a season. There's going to be two companies. And uh, that just felt a really specific thing that I couldn't have made up if I tried, and I don't think he could either. Um, but we just have just felt a rightness about going for this. So <clears throat> I wanted to mention it this morning because, um, obviously, I wanted to let you know that this is a slight change in terms of what we talked about a year ago. Um, we're not looking to take over the building, but we are going to co-manage it with them. Um, we are going to work on this together. There are going to be um, challenges, I'm absolutely sure, um, but we're going to work them out. Um, and what I want us to do this morning is, um, I would just want to say, hey, our, our intention, we've been chatted this through as a team here, our intention as a church is to go for this and to get over the hurdles, to work those through as they come up. Maybe they won't come up at all, perhaps there'll just be a grace on it. In fact, shall I just declare that? There's going to be a grace on this situation, um, that this will just work out. There you go. Um, uh, but I wanted to give us opportunity over the next couple of weeks just to come and ask questions because I'm sure, like you, there are lots of questions um, for me and um, trustees and elders and stuff. There's still lots of questions for us around this. Um, we haven't got all the answers, and we've had to come to the realisation, thank you, that we're not going to have all the answers um, immediately, but that has to be okay because part of faith, part of trusting God, part of God taking us to places is actually us needing him um, more than we need 
need to have all the answers and more than we need to have everything sewn up ahead of time. So if you've got um, encouragement around this, if you've got you know, um, thoughts, concerns, worries, whatever, just come and speak with us. Um, but we will put out something in writing next week about this. Um, again, just inviting you just to come and chat with us if you need to. Um, but actually, we're super excited about this. Um, I remember a year ago, we announced we were going to do some 21st birthday celebrations. And Sarah Williams said, let's do it from our own home. And she kind of declared that over us as a church about us having a home. And, um, and so I wanted to add it in this morning because we're excited about this, that God is leading us forward. We have a history with Melbourne, as you've heard this morning. Um, I know that Chris um, and Rach would say that. Um, there's unfinished business there. Um, this is not about us becoming a local church. We are a regional church. Um, we are. We always have been a regional church. People gather from many miles across Chelmsford and, and the area, and we're not going to let go of that. Um, and we've got to work that out. But at the same time, God has got a local context for us as well. Um, and uh, we want to see that, and we're going to see that um, expand across the city.